All right, guys, this is uh, the first Monty and the Pharaoh watch along, obviously, with the uh, two hosts of Monty the Pharaoh, Mr. Jimmy Farrell, along with Mike Monty. That would be me. And we're brought in Benny from one half of Dan and Benny in the ring. Benny, how are you, bud? I'm good. Thanks. For, thanks for having me on. Uh, no, we love having you on. And then again, from the after show, uh, we've got Bruce in the house. Bruce, who came up with this idea. And, uh, you know, we're uh, just, we're uh, experimenting. Hold on, guys. I'm, trying, I'm taking the sound off. So, yes, we got Bruce. And Bruce, what are you thinking, brother? How are you doing, pal? Hey, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Yeah, I, uh, I had this idea of doing this. You know, Marty's a good friend of the show. We all have some good stories about him. And we, we all have some good, good good and dark sides of him. So uh, it was kind of a put-together idea I threw off of you, Mike. And, uh, you know, here we are. And here we are. So we got about 15 minutes before we kick off Dark Side of the Ring, the season finale. Um, first of all, what did you guys think about this season of Dark Side of the Ring compared to the other uh, the other seasons? It, it had its ups and downs. Um, I'm not going to say it was exactly overall a dark side of the ring, but uh, it, it definitely had some interesting episodes that brought some stuff to light. But uh, uh, it was definitely season one was a lot darker. Farrell, can you hear us? Benny, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. What did you think about this season of Dark Side of the Ring, Benny? I honestly not the right person to ask. I haven't really watched much of it. I watched a lot of the first season, so I had to kind of pass on that question. How come you don't watch it? Is you just not into the uh, the Dark Side of the Ring stuff? No, you know, it's one of those things that I probably should and I'll get around to it. I just haven't. I mean, the shows that I have watched, I haven't watched a bad one. I just really haven't, I, I haven't caught up on it. How about you, Farrell? What did you think about Dark Side of the Ring? I don't have a TV, but you know that already. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, well, well you know, you know oh, by the way, you guys... <laughs> You guys, you guys all sound like you're underwater over here because I've got a phone from 1842, and uh, you know this is going to be very interesting for me, uh, Mike. I know you love the documentaries, obviously. Um, I've seen a few of the Dark Side of the Ring stuff, but I think we've covered it on the show that you know it's it it has its angle. I'm not always into all of that that uh, that stuff, but uh, there's been some good shows on it. It is what it is. Again, I don't have a TV. Sorry, folks. Love you anyway. <laughs> so, obviously, the finale is on Marty Jannetty, who everybody who's in the chat right now or watch the show loves Marty. Um, Benny, yeah. if I could start with you, what are your biggest memories of Marty Jannetty? And again, I think we spoke about this earlier. This isn't really a dark side of the ring, right? Marty's Marty. I don't know what's so dark about this, but we're going to find out how they're going to portray this. But what are your thoughts on Marty? 
I remember the first time I saw him was in the AWA when they were the Midnight Rockers. And before that, I had read about him in Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I mean, the guy was, I mean, not was, I mean, he he is, was an amazing talent. And uh, wherever he went, the, the guy won, he won titles. Um, you know, and with, with Shawn Michaels and the AWA, they, they won the, the titles. They didn't win it in the, 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 the WWF, but I mean, I honestly, in my opinion, he was the more talented of the two of them. How about you, Bruce? And Michaels? I, yeah, my first exposure to, uh, to them also was back in the AWA as the Midnight Rockers and, and watching them beat uh, Playboy Buddy Rose and uh, or uh, Buddy Rose and uh, Doug Summers there for the titles. And then, uh, you know, that was kind of my early days of wrestling fandom. Uh, big fan of the Midnight Rockers and was excited when they came over to the WWF for that run. I mean, the guy was a god in the central states. Him and I mean, he won so many titles, both tag team and uh, individual in central states in Kansas City, which was a very good territory. Um, you think Marty did himself a, a dis disservice the way he's behaved over the last twenty something years, or is it just wrestling? I, I think Marty's just Marty. Marty lives his life the way he, getting to know him over the last few months. He just lives his life uh, the way he wants to. And uh, <laughs> he, he's not uh, not worried about it. So it, I uh, I had sent a text to him asking him if he was uh, worried about tonight. And uh, I got a message this morning. He said, hey, not really. He's like, everything was uh, was pretty positive. He's like, I'm just a rocker. So <laughs> how, how does it feel having a relationship with Marty Janetti since you've been doing this, Bruce? Is it? Is it surreal? In some ways, yes. Uh, the 12-year-old me is, you know, jumping for joy. And then there's the, you know, 47-year-old me that gets a text at 2 o'clock in the morning that's an audio message that you, you never know what it's going to be. <laughs> How about you, Jimmy? Jimmy, can you hear us? Uh, you guys are going to laugh. I actually have tried walking outside and I'm sitting in my car so I can hear you clearly. And some jackass has got his brights right in the Pharaoh's face. <laughs> anyway, so uh, where were we? Fill me in. Who am I talking about? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Marty. We're, we're talking about Marty. So um, part of the discussion was, did Marty do a disservice to himself with the way he's behaved in the last 20 years? And then you have a personal relationship. uh Farrell with Marty. Um, thoughts yeah. on yep. your relationship with Marty Farrell? Well, uh, I mean, not to bore everybody with the history, but when we started, uh, Marty was our first guest, and uh, let's just say it didn't go smooth. Agreed, Mike? Agreed. Okay. So pretty much Marty started off as a mess with us, and, uh, you know, eventually we all ironed everything out. I think Marty is a really good guy. I actually really like him quite a bit when I got to know him more as a person. Do I think he's done himself a disservice? I don't think he's helped himself, but you know, it's nothing I wouldn't say to him anyway. He he hasn't helped himself over the years. He's, uh, I feel, you know, Ro Marty's a rock star who's made a rock star. I mean, let's just cut to the chase, you know. There's nothing wrong with that if you taper it a little bit, but Marty's fastball is a little too fast. He might want to work on the curveball and the slider. But I do think that it's hurt him. I mean, 
you know, uh, he, he could have been, uh, you know, an NXT trainer probably with Sean. You know, I'm sure that the WWE, look, the WWE is a very respectable, well-oiled business. It's a machine. And uh, if you uh, do some of the things that Marty's done, and we've seen it with other superstars in the past, they're not gonna, they're gonna put they're gonna put distance between themselves and you. So yes, I do unfortunately think that to me, a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame has uh, he's done himself a disservice. So, hey, Farrell, hey, Farrell, you, you touched on something that I think a lot of the, the newer Monty and the Faro fans aren't aware of, and I'm only aware of it from going back in videos and watching it. But can you elaborate a little bit more on the on those first couple of uh, interviews with Marty? Well, like I said, Marty was our first what Mike and I considered real guest. You know, obviously uh, WWF fame and part of the Rockers, and we were very excited and. You know, and I, and I hate going over it again because you know, again, we're we're Marty, myself, Mike, we're all we're all good with each other now. But Marty definitely was messed up when he came the first time, really badly. You know, uh, the show paid him for a service, and we felt that we got kind of shafted. Uh, actually, pretty shafted, pretty badly. Uh, obviously, we we kind of like let him know. On our show, I guess these are the early days when we were establishing the fact that, you know, we're not just your regular uh, Joe Schmoes. Oh, well, of course we are, but we're going to say what the hell we feel. And just because you're a wrestler doesn't mean that we're going to hold back on you. Uh, so we kind of like, you know, ripped them apart for quite a while. Eventually he came back, popped my partner in the face, as we know, as you've probably seen on the intros, especially to the cable shows out here on Long Island, where we got 150,000 people every week watching it. Uh, thank you to our audience for that big time. But, uh, oh, now you can't see me. You know why you can't see me? Because the guy's headlights are no longer in my face. So anyway, um, yeah, so basically, you know, we made good with Marty over, over time, but it was a real go of it in the beginning, uh, including a, a fist fight. And uh, Well, Jimmy, speaking of the fist yeah, fight, Jacob, J Jacob Deal out there saying that it was a work. Do you want to? Clear oh, the air yeah. on that, please. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I understand that you know, why, by reflex, most people would think that anything involving wrestling is work. Do me a favor, if you think it's work. Go back and take a look at my reaction. And you tell me with a straight face, am I acting? Do I look like I'm acting? Really? Really? Daddy, I was one step from the loony bin. Benny, I'm going to throw this one to you, uh, Marty Janetti. Right, you, before you your last comment, you said you felt he was the better of the Rockers. Where do you think it went wrong for Marty Janetti, and does that type of behavior? Because you're you're definitely a wrestling historian. Does that type of behavior sour you on the wrestler? You know, so you know, coming from New York, coming from I grew up on Farmingdale, Long Island. And I moved out of Long Island, away from Long Island in 1986. And I, I lived in Maryland. I lived in Missouri. And all I ever heard was, you know, people from New York are assholes. And I said, no, they're really not. They might appear to be. But it, once you get to know somebody from New York, now there are, I mean, there's assholes everywhere, right? Um, but I think, you know, when you get time to, when you take the time to know somebody like Marty, 
I mean, I think once you get past like all the bullshit with Marty, I think there's a really decent person inside. And I agree with Jimmy. I mean, he the guy has not done himself any favors as far as his career goes, but I mean, the, he is who he is. And I mean, that that that's really all there is to it. Bruce, I'm going to throw this one to you. When you started watching shoot interviews, uh, I'm pretty sure you told me what attracted to you was the great Boston Pro Wrestling Channel, um, hosted by the late Dan Marotti. But one of his main characters on there was Marty Jannetty. Can you share a story about that? Yeah, well, uh, uh, that's kind of how I got to find Bonnie and the Pharaoh was through uh, Dan Marotti and watching, you know, the party with Marty's. And, you know, unfortunately, it was a train wreck watching them, you know, watching the uh, it, it was. His condition that Dan was taking, uh, taking those videos in wasn't always, always the best. And, um, you know, it kind of led me to you guys because that was about the time he started having the issues with Tony also. And I found you guys and, you know, guys, you guys were pretty, were straight up shooters and versus hate to say it. Dan Marotti was a little bit, uh, you know, rest in peace, but he didn't necessarily treat the guys the way they, they should be treated. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how, right, so- how I, be- Became part of you guys. Everybody out there, we've got two minutes until the show starts. I guess this is how it's going to work. I'm going to tell you what's going on on the screen on some major points. In the meantime, you guys keep the conversation going. And then I'm going to ask you each to weigh in on certain things that might be happening. Uh, I'm only going to guess, but I assume they're going to discuss the fact that Marty Jannetty claimed that he killed somebody in a bowling alley with a brick. Um, I believe you're probably going to find or hear that he wanted to have sex with his uh, daughter or half-daughter, stepdaughter. I don't know if I had that right. Um, And then clearly some other stuff. So, again, I don't know how this plays out. I just know that they saved this show for everybody for last because it's supposed to be the hottest. Um, Loose in the house. Good to see you. But that's I I guess that's the way we're going to try to play it. Guys, this is our first time, so don't be cruel. We're gonna we're gonna see how this works out. All right. Um, before we start the show, you guys want to weigh in, Farrow, Marty Janetti, one more time. Well, buckle down. You're about to uh, get probably one of the most controversial figures in the last thirty years in pro wrestling. Enjoy the ride. Mike will be taking us along. All right, so they're opening up the show basically with Marty Jannetty and the Rockers, right, in the WWF days. And, you know, they're just introducing them. Um, how great were the Rockers? They were, in my eyes, they were one of those first high-flying teams out there. I know there were other ones out there, but they really, they they caught the caught the eye of everybody. Uh, they had that national audience being on ESPN, at least for me, that's how I got exposed to them. So I, they they were awesome. I think I don't think the uh, you get one notch higher. They were that good. Well, you know, to me, what the Rockers really were, if you really think about it, like let's just pretend for a second that Shawn Michaels doesn't go on to do what he does, and and they stay together. I feel like the Rockers were the Hardy Boys before the Hardy Boys, and now you have the Young Bucks uh, as the next Hardy Boys. Uh, the Rockers really could have been a first ballot Hall of Fame tag team if things had turned out a little differently. Absolutely. Worked out for Sean, though. 
That's a good point. They were they were the first Hardy Boys. Yeah, they really were. They were they they could have filled any arena from here to from New York to California. Those guys were red red hot. Well, right now they're talking about the first time that he made someone disappear. So they're they're starting off the show for everybody pretty hot, right? They're uh, just they're just uh, they're just going right at it, the world according to Marty Jannetty. And they're actually going to Marty's house, which, by the way, looks like an apartment. So this is kind of exciting for me, right? Because we all, at least three of us, we talk to Marty pretty regularly. And I know Phil does and Maria does. And it's like, you know, you wonder where Marty lives. So it looks like a, an apartment. Now they're just going back to the WWE days. By the way, um, not to get off the subject here, but what did you guys think of SummerSlam, Bruce? If you want to start, I I think the matches there were some good matches. I'm not sure about the the booking though. Um, I'm still waiting to find out what LA Knight won for winning that winning that battle royal. <laughs> Let me talk to you. <laughs> Did you did you catch it, Benny? Did you even see SummerSlam? I know you're not too big on. Uh... Yeah, I, I I actually did, and I mean, to me, the highlight was LA Knight winning the Battle Royal. Although, like, it did. What did he really win? But um, I, you know, as far as the the main event, Roman Reigns and uh, Jey Uso, I, I told one of my friends, mm -hmm. I I had a better chance of waking up next to Tom Brady's ex wife. <laughs> Then uh, Jay had a winning, winning against you know, winning the title against uh, Roman Reigns. You just you knew what the outcome was. You didn't wait a minute. You didn't wake up to Tom Brady's next ex-wife. You didn't wake up. I, next didn't, to yeah, him? I mean, I, yeah, no, unfortunately, no. With your hair? What do you mean? Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm confused. I actually thought that I agree with what Bruce said. I think that the matches. For the most part, outside of Baszler Rousey, which was an absolute stink fest, but uh, most of the matches were pretty good. I would have given most of them a B to an. I guess I top out with an A for uh, Ricochet and uh, Logan Paul, but I agree with Bruce. The decisions on some of these things were definitely head scratching. Definitely head scratching, but overall, still an enjoyable pay per view. It's I didn't think it was bad by any means. No, guys, I don't, I don't want to interrupt that what you guys are talking about. But so here's a question, right? So we all know that Marty Jannetty, um, right, could have been one of the all-time greats. Do you think again that like why do you think he acts like everything's a joke all the time? Is that a defense mechanism? Because even in the beginning of the show, yes. he's playing the old Marty shtick, right? You know, in the yes. house doing that stuff. What do you think, Benny? I think I think uh, no, I think that you absolutely nailed it. I mean, underneath the you know the bravado and you know the joking around is there's a tortured soul in there saying I fucked up. I I agree. I I think that, and can you really blame Marty? I think Marty clings to. The good memories when when the rock star lifestyle was working for him, back when he was a young man, back when he was making good money, back when he was getting television exposure, back when he was real famous, as far as especially in the wrestling circles, of course. But I can't say I blame him. I do think that 
he has been stuck in it. But again, you see it. You see it with others. Money's not by himself in this at all. Um, I just feel like, you know, why Why would he want to think about the now sometimes? You know, I mean, that was his prime. And I'll tell you what, if that was my prime, I'd probably want to cling to it too, to be very honest. I mean, I got to be honest here. If you're watching this documentary, right, they're just cruising around with Marty Jannetty right now. And they're, they're kind of bringing him back to the, they're showing his old girlfriend who, by the way, you know, was pretty decent looking when she was younger. Um, <laughs> Phil says, I think MJ's when she was younger, I think. Really? I agree. Oh, Cher Bear in the house. What? Hello, Cher Bear from Maria Davis. I don't see Cher Bear. Is she here? Okay. So, hey, hey Mike, um, what was that explosion about that they and the window? You're funny, out? Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Maria Davis says, Hello, Cher Bear. I don't see it. What explosion? Oh. It just said, uh, I'm just, uh, I, I'm a few minutes behind on my, on my streaming here. And uh, it just, uh, they were around a table. They were playing with some chemicals and there was an explosion and a there window was. blew out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so th there was, by what? the way, there is Cher Bear is in the house. Hello, Cher Bear. Happy Tuesday. Thank you. She says, Monty the Fire. Hey, yo. Um, hey, yo. It looked like they were doing a chemistry thing, but I guess my point is, they're driving around with Marty Jannetty right now, and he's like showing them the bowling alley or whatever else. And we just spoke about how maybe this is a defense mechanism. Phil even says, right, MJ's waters run deeper than many think. Even Dark Side of Ring is kind of disrespecting him. What do you think of that, Bruce? Well, would you would you expect anything less from Dark Side of the Ring? They are always uh... – they're always looking at the worst in in somebody. I mean, the uh, the way they treated Randy Savage in his episode, and uh, and uh, Jim Hellwig in their, that episode. So you, you kind of expect them to to find the the worst of the worst and really and, and push those buttons. You know, when when you were watching the previews, they, it seemed like they were really going to focus on that uh, the missing body and the murder with the brick behind the bowling alley and. Um, from from what I was reading in the previews, they actually go to the bowling alley. <laughs> uh, Marty is a, Marty is a very colorful cat, so you cannot be surprised that they're Marty's almost like a cartoon, and I almost mean that as a compliment. Marty's like a cartoon character, so I'm not surprised that they're showing all these wackadoo sides to Marty. Marty makes it easy for them. Yeah, that's a good point. It does. He does make it easy for them. But here lies a problem, and I, I'm not sure if you guys had spoken to Marty, whoever speaks to Marty. Um, Marty recently, I guess, uh, Shawn Michaels was questioned, would he bring Marty Jannetty in to help train at NXT, right? So I was talking to Marty one day, mm -hmm. and I'm like, hey, it's good news. Shawn said he's definitely willing to, like, bring you in. And Marty told me straight up, he's like, I don't think I want to quit drinking to go train at NXT. And to me, that 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 was disappointing in itself. Benny, you want to weigh in on that comment? Well, I wanted to say that I, I think that Marty would benefit from the services of uh, Chubby Tortello. And I wanted to get Jimmy's thoughts on that. <laughs> I don't know, though. Mike, doesn't Mike, doesn't Chubby lose all his cases, though? I mean, does he really need Chubby? Is he in, Listen, is he we, got, we got a bigger problem. We, we got a bigger problem here, and I don't want to be an, an ass about this, but I got to tell you, 
the close-ups at dark side of the ring, they got to back the camera up because some of these old women that are on there and wrestlers, it's a rough, it's a rough look right now. I'd rather, I'd rather stare at the screen right now. It's uh, you're, you're seeing moles, you're seeing. Oh. And then they show younger yep. pictures when they were in their twenties, and you're like, boy, oh boy, it's hard getting old, man. Hey, Mike, Mike, you guys, go ahead. Mike, we got That's we got to be careful, man. I don't want to start breaking out pictures of you and me back in high school because I got a feeling we look a little reptilian ourselves. Yeah, but you know, look at the difference. Our camera views—you can barely even see my face. See this? You can't see anything. I'm making sure I'm not shoving my face into a camera. I mean, I don't need a producer. This stuff is point. camera out, buddy. Use some makeup on these people. Yeah. Help out. Um, Jacob Deal says the words of Kurt Angle. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Uh, I got Phil says I want a dark side of the ring. I want a dark side of the ring of the dark side of the ring. A focus on all the writers and producers and their skeletons who are likely scarier than the stars they exploit. What do you think of that comment? That's you know Phil's always coming up with good comments. I'm sure. I'm sure. So now yeah, they're showing still, old they're showing old videos of Shawn Michaels talking about Marty Jenny. Keep it going, guys. You guys, you guys, you guys really uh, think Sean would be uh, kind enough to even offer a job? I mean, I know that's what Marty has told us, but wouldn't Sean be kind of crazy to do that? Does that does do you think that that there's validity to that? Well, I don't. Was, I don't think Sean would. Well, the uh, the deal was it, it. He said to Marty, "I guess if you if you want a job here, you have to quit drinking." And uh, and Marty, oh, okay, there's there's no you know no way Marty's going to stop drinking, so. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, well, I tell you what, uh, that 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 right there, that right there really says it all. I mean, for those who are trying to get through to Marty to like, you know, get better. It's very clear that Marty's not interested in that. At no. least, you know, I mean, I hate to jump. To I mean, I hate to jump to conclusions. But if Shawn Michaels is offering you the keys to the NXT locker room and to be a teacher and you'd rather drink. I mean, Mike, help me out here. What 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 are you doing, Marty? I mean, I'll tell him this. I'll tell him this when I see him next. I'll say, Marty, what are you doing, bro? Because he clearly would be a great teacher. Agreed. What a great wrestler he was. He there's so much he could share with the up and coming guys, and he would rather get drunk. Marty, the no, money would be good, bro. What, what are you doing? The first, the first lady says Sean won't because the post and all the media and his lifestyle. So yeah, it, right. you know, Marty. Marty's a Marty's a uh, he's a loaded gun, and you don't know what's going to come from him. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's a shame. Um, it's a shame. Well, yeah, you know, uh, the way I look at it is Marty's Marty was running his own life, I guess. Right now, guys, they're talking about when the Rockers first made it to the WWE, and then Jimmy Jack Funk kind of got into it with uh, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty and Shawn broke a beer bottle over his head. And then it got reported back to, uh, I believe monsoon and monsoon fires on the next day. I don't know if it's monsoon guys, correct me out there, but whoever, that whoever found out about it, let him let the rockers go on the first round. And that's when they returned back to the AWA. Okay. Um, that's when they, first, the first time they were up. Yeah. Okay. The, the first time around. Yeah, I've I've only heard about I've heard the stories about that, but I didn't I don't know too much about it. But I know that they went back down to the AWA and then they were feuding with like Pat Tanaka, Paul Diamond, and 
They ended up getting their second championship down there. Then within a few months, they were back up in the WWE. I think it was the following January. By the way, Farrell, Phil says, watch out. MJ may sneak up and sit in your passenger seat while you're there. Oh, by the way, B40 says, I'm missing this because my wife is watching Jersey Shore reruns. My <laughs> wife loves Jersey Shore, and Sammy is back. If anyone watches Jersey Shore, Sammy's back in the show. So it's it's actually probably better than Dark <laughs> We should do a watch along no. with Jersey Shore. Now, Mike, I gotta ask: Did did Jersey Shore reboot or something? Because uh, you don't be shocked. I actually have seen every single one of the original runs episodes. What do you mean, yeah. Sammy's back? They, they Is this a re? A, no, they rebooted. Okay, and they, you know, they had the show without uh, Sammy and uh, one of the other guy. I forget. I don't. Well, I don't know the characters. But now, Sammy's okay, back. it's actually very, very funny. A mess says. Farrell, Marty has to want to help himself first before he can be helped. If Bingo. he doesn't want help Absolutely. himself, there's nothing no one can do for him. Absolutely. Bingo. Bingo. Nailed it. Perfect. Well done. Maria, well said. Maria That's Davis pretty says, yes, Sammy will boost the ratings. And then Sammy will Sammy will boost only... my rating. She yep. actually looks very good, by the way. And she can handle a close-up. The only the only thing worse than the <laughs> to shore is the real wives and uh, housewives. Um, here in Phoenix, Dark Side of Ring won't be on for another hour. Jason, hang in there, man. Right now, they're not really, honestly, they're not giving much. Right? It's still all the just the old stories. It's funny. They just look like they got a lot of filler in these shows, like stories that we all know. It seemed like on the earlier versions, they. They, they had more meat behind it, stuff that you might not have known about. All the stuff we hear now is all the same, the same garbage. Well, Mike, think about it. With Marty, almost everything controversial is always right out in front because either Marty's talking about it himself or someone's covering it. So those previous episodes where you were getting what you would call nuggets, like, wow, I never knew that. Marty has been extremely public compared to a lot of the other subject matter on Dark Side. So right now, Marty's saying that he's a gat, and that's God's amusement toy. And he's in a church mm. preaching. He's in a church preaching right now, guys. Preaching. Preaching. There's no one in the church, by the way. He's just sitting at the... Uh, uh, I, I'm relieved. I'm relieved to hear that because I'm trying to figure out who would go to hear the word of God from Marty. But <laughs> not only okay. that, you know, with, with respectfully, you'd have to have like some kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, a cue cards, but some kind of uh, closed caption or something to make sure you understood what he was preaching about. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're further out in heaven. <laughs> So, right, you know, Benny, right now they're pushing a lot of Al Snow. I know you're into the older stuff, but did you watch back in the day when the new rockers, Marty and Al Snow, got together? I vaguely remember that. It just, you know, it wasn't the same. There was nothing like Michaels and Gennetti. Not, not that they were a bad team, but it, 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 you can never go back. Was it the right move to, to between – in your opinion, was it the right move for Marty and Sean to break up, or do you think there was more for them to do? I think they had more left. 
you know, it's just Marty's one of these people that he's just a very complicated guy. And I mean, he's never going to change. He's going to be Marty till the day he dies. I, I, I you know, what, whatever anybody tells him to do, he's going to do what he wants. And, uh, I mean, I, I think he's going to be one of these people that, I mean, I always use the, 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 the two biggest what ifs in the history of wrestling were Gino Hernandez and uh, Magnum TA. But Marty's not far behind, in my eyes, anyway, as far as what he could have been. Is Marty, well, I want to just read a couple of comments again. Uh, and Eli says, people not pro wrestling for being fake, but they totally accept Jersey Shore and Housewives and condemn anyone who suggests that the shows are a work. That's true. Uh, Loose Cannon, the new rockers were horrible. I'll say it. Totally agree. Uh, Maria yep. Davis, Al Snow was a midfit if the new rock, in the new, I guess you meant in the new rockers. Eli, Marty Jannetty wrestling version of Keith Partridge. By the way, when you, <laughs> right now they got, right now they got Pat Knock. They got Pat Tanaka on. We had Pat Tanaka on the show. Very cool guy. Yes. But again, a little strung out. <laughs> I just got to say, looks a little Come on, man. Out, in my opinion. I'm sorry. What about me? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Jason says, Marty's a modern god of silly mischief, and I love him for it. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Deal. I think Vince butter Sean to, butter Sean to convince him to split from Marty. That could be true. That could be true. I got. I got to admit, I still wonder to this day what we all know what a screw up Marty was. But I, I do wonder before Sean became Sean, what level of screw up was he? And did Vince just see something in him? And would Marty's life have been the way Sean's has been all these years? Although Sean obviously sobered up and stuff but i do wonder about how much of a screw-up sean was back in the day before vince made him the next wrestling god so i think i think i'm going to answer that one and you guys weigh in if you agree i think sean knew how to play the game right sean knew how to be serious yeah. when he needed to be serious and oh, yeah. marty did not marty did not know when to tone it down and sean look i always thought sean knew what he wanted and what he had to do to have that happen where Marty, look, we've met Marty. He's a great guy. He's a trusting guy, a caring yes. guy. He yes. tells me stuff all the time that I don't repeat to people, right? And I, right. I I think Marty just did not know how to play the game. Yeah. Thoughts on that, guys? You want to I, com I completely agree. I completely agree. Sean was always a genius at playing the game. That shit, The locker room belonged to Sean because he knew how to play the game. And he knew how to respect the Undertaker, too who was really the uh, Derek Jeter of the locker room, Sean knew how to play his cards perfectly, and his career says so. I, I do think as much as I'm not a fan of Vince, Vince McMahon, though, I think you do have to give Vince McMahon credit for seeing what he saw in Shawn Michaels and, and having the foresight to split them apart because he saw the potential in Sean. You don't well, think wasn't he that saw potential in Shinetti? I, I mean, he... I, Marty had the potential. I think Vince, maybe he saw, you know, that that between the two of them, Sean was more serious about making something of himself, and Marty was just more more intent on being Marty. So right now, interesting, right? They've got Chuck Austin. If anyone doesn't know, 
Marginetti broke Chuck Austin's neck in the ring, right? Yes. And one of the big problems that continued to happen is they kept moving Chuck Austin, right? I think while they knew he was possibly had his neck broken. Um, Thoughts on that? You know, Marty's career, by the way, Triple A says the real story of the Rockers split is that Sean went to Vince first. They pitched a certain angle to Marty, but swerved Marty after the angle went hot. I, I, I totally believe that. And then let, let me ask you guys this, you know, back to the Chuck Austin thing, but let's go back to Sean and Marty. How do you think that affected Marty mentally? He had to be very close to Sean and realizing that he got swerved like that. How do you think that mentally affected Marty Gennetti? I don't think, I don't think that Marty's ever recovered. I think that he goes in and out of forgiveness when it comes to Sean Michaels. I think he's I think he's permanently hurt. And you know what? I can see why. That's my take. Bruce, what do you think? Yeah, but I'm I'm just uh I'm catching up on that on that part of the show right now where they're uh they're in the courtroom over over that uh incident. Wow, I didn't I I wasn't that familiar with it. Uh did this happen earlier in the early in the run in WWF or was this later on in their run? On the Chuck Austin thing, it was on the second. Yeah. It was on the second turn. Okay, but oh, uh, yeah, wow! I you know just uh, I'm just I'm learning, reading about it as it as the section's going because I didn't know that much. I had heard he had broken somebody's neck, but I didn't know the uh, the extent of of the what was going on with it. How about you, Benny? I'm kind of with Jimmy. I I really think that I don't think Marty ever recovered from that. I mean, think about it this way. Hey, Mike, you know, at, go ahead. What's that, Jimmy? Mike, do you, Mike, do you think that you know you've watched the match again with with Chuck Austin? Do you think that they they were aware of how hurt he was because they did keep pounding on him? I um, I was just watching the video on the show right now, and uh, they showed a little bit of clip. It, it looks like Marty had no clue that this dude's neck was broken. Right. They don't go too deep into the match. Right. But they show Marty like kind of pulling them a little bit. And I'm not I'm not saying that's the case. I, I'm not. An, I, in fact, I don't think I've seen that match but once. And I really never gave it a lot of thought. Um, but from the clip they show. And again, we know how Dark Side plays this game. It looks like Marty has no clue or could care less that the dude's neck is broken. You know, just just from what I'm oh. looking at, but certainly don't know for sure, you know. Um, yeah, that show that shows playing the angles again, like they always do. I got you. The first lady says Marty had talent, but Sean was the goat for Vince. Sean was filling the seats up while Marty was partying too much. Thoughts on that comment? Uh, it's hard to disagree with that, you know. And sometimes I wonder: Did you ever wonder why? Uh, it's a strange comparison. You ever wonder why Tommy Lee is the uh, good-looking one in Motley Crue? And, of course, he's the biggest one. Sometimes I just think looks also play into it. Listen, both guys could wrestle. Both guys look good. But there was something about Sean's puss. Sean just is a damn good-looking guy. He looks like a rock star. And I just think that Vince McMahon took a good look at Sean and was like, this guy's a rock star. It's pretty obvious. You know, it could have been something as simple as that because they both. I'll tell you what, though, too. Sean could talk, could talk better than Marty. I mean, Sean, it's almost Sean a no-brainer was, when you really. Sean was easier to hate, I think. 
He was easier to well, dislike me, from the start. That's a good point, Bruce. So, Benny, your thoughts. Could All Marty right. Jeanette, could Marty have been a question. hero? I have a question, and Jimmy might be able to answer this. Who was in, in the, the band, the group Wham? Who was the other guy? Andy. Uh, that was that was Joe Blow from Idaho. Do you get my point? <laughs> it was the guy's name was Andrew Ridgely, and I mean it. Was it? Wait a minute! Yeah. You know the name? I'm Andy impressed, Ridgely. Benny. I'm impressed. Thank you. So I, I think you know wow. Marty Jannetty became the Andrew Ridgely. I mean, both of those guys were amazingly talented. Ooh, that's one oats. I mean, that's rough. That eventually, one of, eventually, one of them becomes the bigger star, and I think that's just what happened here. But I don't think it's because. The, um, I do think, like Jimmy said, Marty and uh, Sean had the look. Marty wasn't. I mean, not that Marty was a bad looking guy, but Sean had that no. that that no. special look. And that's what put him I, over the top. I, you know, I'm, now, I'm going to disagree with you that Benny. I just think Marty couldn't play a heel. Like Marty was a, a, a face all the way, and he was never going to be that. Heel. I agree with that. Sean, you could interchange. There was more. There was more. Uh, there was more runway with Sean Michaels and Marty Jannetty. That's great. That's great. That makes Jason perfect Orney, sense. Jason yeah, it was much more diversity. You could do more with Sean. So he was Jason kind of Marty was like Tito Santana, but <laughs> good. But Marty's like Tito Santana. You really couldn't turn him into that heel. That's true. I don't think he ever that's was true. a heel. Even that, his, that's his a good. That's good. That's a good analogy. Benny, I think you're a little rough, though. I mean, you know, the guy from Wham. I, I'll give Marty more than that. I mean, my God, I, you know his name, but I don't even know his name. Can well, we about, maybe call about, Marty the Abbot to Costello, maybe, or well, something? I mean, the, yeah. How about the Oats to Hall? Okay. Okay. That's better. That's better. That's well, better. Benny, that makes me. Phil says a very good an analogy, Benny, on a few levels, LOL. All right, they're talking right now. I think it looks like Marty ODs. This is the first time I'm hearing that. So something new from Dark Side of the Ring. Thoughts on Marty OD? That's something new to me. I I can't say that I'm surprised, but uh, I didn't think uh, the stuff he was into. He really uh, you, you could OD on easily. So, but uh, you know, whatever you know, it's Marty. He does like the party. Pat Tanaka talking about some of the stuff that Marty Jannetty was crazy. If Pat Tanaka is saying that, that's a real problem. <laughs> what is with Pat Tanaka? He was well behaved when he was on the show. Did I miss something? Is he that kooky, Mike? Uh, you know, he certainly could hit the pipe, that's for sure. Uh, little Patty says, but Andrew knew when to let George go to do his own thing. Look at that. Little Patty defending Andrew, Benny. You're in a little bit of trouble right now, pal. Andrew Ridgely? Yeah. So somebody else knew who he was besides me? I knew who he was. I just couldn't remember his last name. I knew it was Andrew. I just couldn't remember Andrew his last Ridgely. name. Maria, yes. It's like Marty ODs. They got a thing and 
his girlfriend at the time, and now they look like they're resuscitating him. Again, hard for me to do both things, but it seems like that's the case. Hold on. And now they're punching him in the face. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I think I got it wrong, dude. It might have been. Now it looks like Sean is getting messed up all the time. So Marty gets pissed off and he starts beating up Sean. And that, they're claiming, is leading to the breakup of the Rockers. What? Yeah, th- yeah, this is what they were. I saw this on the on the previews. They were what? claiming that yeah, they had a fight and ended up out outside in the uh, in the parking lot. Marty ended up beating the crap out of Sean. Sean missed a few days of work, and uh, that was the the uh, catalyst to the breakup of the Rockers. It's just something more Sean, and I think that probably Sean wasn't Vince's ear or ass more than Marty was. I hate to say Vince's expression, but that's news to me beefcake talking about sean michaels kissing vince. beefcake talking about sean michaels kissing vince mcmahon's ass while my while marty american dream welcome buddy what up good to see you what up what up well that's no revelation that sean was good at kissing vince mcmahon's ass he knew how to play him like a fiddle that's half the reason why marty wasn't uh you know part of the future with now, they're extending, now they're into the point where the Rockers are having trouble in the ring. They're losing matches. And now we're going towards breakup, heading towards the whole barbershop angle. Where does the barbershop rank in in angles or greatest storylines, even though it was a short storyline? Benny, thoughts? It was one of the best, in my opinion. I mean, I saw that and... Uh, it was a holy shit moment. There were, you know, there weren't too many of them back then, but that was definitely a holy shit moment. Farrow, what do you think? Oh, I totally agree. That it's one of the all-time great, great, great moments. It is a holy shit moment. Uh, it was perfectly played, and we're still talking about it. How many years ago? I mean, what are yeah, we talking? Thirty years? years? Ago, right? I mean, that is one of the all-time great uh, spots in wrestling history. That was fantastic. I want more. Yeah, I hate to say it. Yep. More people remember the angle than necessarily the people that are involved in it. Uh, when I mention it, people tend to always remember Shawn Michaels involved in it, and not necessarily that Marty was the other, uh, the recipient, the recipient of it. Really, I'm actually yeah. surprised to hear that because to me, you know, that was it was it was who he was kicking in the face. It wasn't just the guy doing the kicking. It's who he was kicking in the face. So I'm surprised to hear that. I I have to agree. And it actually, I can, I can say up until this past weekend when I was, uh, we had my father's birthday party and I was discussing, you know, the, the show and stuff. And, you know, right away, my stepsister remembered the barbershop angle, but she remembered Sean, Sean Michaels and couldn't remember, uh, you know, Sean Michaels, I think because he had that better career, he was more, more remembered for it. In a way, it really broke my heart. I think Sean Michaels is the big name. Sean Michaels was a politician, and Marty Jannetty was not a politician. The one thing I do notice, though, when Marty and when Sean was younger, Sean had a very uh, hard stone face, like hard jaw. Looked very tough. Looked like a very, like a real tough guy, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, but if you looked at his nose, you'd realize he hasn't had too many fights. I mean, look at my nose. Triple H says, 
Piper Snooker first, Sean Marty Barbershop second. Thoughts on that comment? I don't think it's far off. There's a couple other angles I might put in there. Maybe the uh, Hulk Hogan, Paul Orndorff, Adrian Adonis, uh, bar- uh, flower shop angle. Um, maybe the honky tonk man, uh, Jake the snake angle on the snake pit. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely, definitely ranks right up there with, with the tops. It's like what, a what was it one in one A. So Triple A says Snooker Piper first, Shawn Michaels Barbershop second. Where does that where do you give me your top five, Benny? Top five angles. Now I'm, I'm a little bit old school, so I'm gonna say the first one for me was Zabisco and Bruno. Because that was, I mean, that was a definite holy shit moment. But then you got, you know, you got you got the barbershop, you got uh Snooker Piper, definitely. You have um uh trying to think what else here. You got Orndorf turning on uh Hogan when he when he pile drove him in the middle of the ring. That was a pretty holy shit moment. I'm trying to think what else, but those those are mine. How about you, Farrah? Well, you know what? You guys have covered some of my five, but there's two I'm thinking of that you guys haven't mentioned. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter's uh, Cobra Clutch Challenge with Pat Patterson, oh, and yeah. the other one that the other one that I think about all the time. I I still think about it all the time, and I think it's a little understated to this day. I don't know if it's appreciated enough. Is when Andre the Giant turns bad and rips Hulk Hogan's crucifix off and cuts him in the chest and Roddy Piper says to Hogan, brother, you're bleeding. You're bleeding, man. By the way, by oh, the way yeah. Jason, Jason says Hogan, Andre, heel turn. So, yeah, you, yep. you're hitting it on the head. I, I got it. I love that. that. I'm here for one reason, to challenge you for a re- match at WrestleMania and that heavy fret act. That was an iconic moment. That was unbelievable. I just got goosebumps. Well done, Benny. That was uh, by, yeah. By that's way, what guys, wrestling's all about, right there. But it, it, in today, in today's world, imagine. Remember the contract signing where Hogan just overplays it, and how we just loved it. If that happened nowadays, the dirt sheets, the fans would be killing that when he says to Hogan, "Just sign." Oh, it, you mean when he went? You, you, this is overplaying it. Yes, <laughs> it was great. You know, you know what I that was great. That, they they called Andre Mr. Rusimov, but then they called Hulk Mr. Hogan. Like they did, they cave they they kayfabed his name, but not Andre's. Right. But you had to give you had to give Andre a last name, Benny. What are you supposed to do there? Right. You can't call him Mr. Andre. It could have been Miguel and Teddy. What about Mr. Giant? Yeah, What's wrong with Mr. Giant? Oh my. Giant. <laughs> so, so do you think those those his cartoons- middle name? Those cartoonish type vignettes, like the Piper's Pit, the uh, the Snake Pit, the Barber Shop, the the Flower Shop, you know the, those vignettes that were filmed off to the side. Do you think something like that could go, get over today, or do you think that day and age is gone and we're going to just have these interviews in the center of the ring, you know, random, you know, like uh, well the Grayson Waller effect and the ones that take place in the ring? Do you think something like those kind of campy ones to the side could get over nowadays? Those cool interview segments. Well, I think all you really see nowadays is their shows, whether it's Grayson Waller 
or it's the Miz or whoever it is, but it all takes place in the ring. Mike, whatever happened to a set for a show like the flower shop had? Where's the set to make it feel special, to make it feel like you're watching a little side show as part of the main show? Where is that? I think those days were over, man. I think, you know, you don't see that anymore. They throw a chair in a ring and a carpet and you might want to bring him back. I don't the know, man. The great moment it's... was uh, Frank, Frankie Williams on Piper's Pit. I, I tried. I tried really hard. I tried. Uh, I, so Columbus, right, Ohio. Right now, they're discussing that Sean now starts to distance, distance himself from, from Marty because Sean's making his move. You know. Now, again, I'm going to reiterate, I'm not so sure what dark side of the ring has to do with the rockers breaking up. I know it's part of the story, but they're going, they're going pretty heavy on this. This is like 10 minutes of it already. You know what I mean? I, I'm not sure like what's so dark about that. It's a wrestling angle and a guy politicked himself to the top of the ladder. Right. Okay. Congratulations. I, I'm, I'm, you know, again, the show is losing gas, not just particular show, the whole series. There's not enough, You've gone through all the real dark sides of stuff. I mean, I don't know where you're going with this. Mike, do you think that it might be uh, disappointing you a little bit because expectations were so high considering Marty is the king of controversy? Honestly, I didn't expect much out of this episode. I mean, I know we're doing a watch along, but I think this is purely off of all of our relationships with Marty Jannetty um, and how many right. people love Marty Jannetty, right? But it's like... There's to me, there's just there's not there's not anything here. I mean, they've 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 gotten every bit of juice out of dark side of the ring as they can. It, it, this to me, this is over now. With all due respect, I thought the Bam Bam Bigelow documentary at the dark side of the ring was very good. But again, it wasn't dark. Right. It's a guy who got hooked on drugs and that's it. You know, it's it is so. I don't know if you call it Dark Side of the Ring. Why don't you just call it a documentary on Bam Bam Bigelow? Why don't you do a documentary on Marty Jannetty? My biggest worry here, and again, it's hard to go back and forth, is my fear is that they were just going to do a hit piece on Marty, and right now it doesn't seem like a hit piece. It just seems, you know, Marty Jannetty. You know what I'm saying? Bruce, what are your thoughts? I have to agree. As of right now, just from watching what I can and, and reading the captions, it's really just been a documentary of the life of, of Marty Jannetty and the breakup of the Rockers. And uh, I have to say, I have to agree with you on the dark side of the ring on the episodes this season. Last week's Bash of the Beach 97 episode was absolutely horrible. I, I really didn't enjoy it. It was... It was nothing we haven't all heard before. There was nothing new that was brought out of it. And honestly, what was dark on it? You just had differing opinions and differing ideas on what happened. I mean, the story itself is, to me, is a good story. I've always found it very interesting. but And it wasn't a bad episode, but it's not a dark side of the ring. You know what I mean? It was a story. <laughs> it was just telling yeah, two, it, you know, two different sides of the, of the situation. Benny, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'll tell you, and this is completely, you know, from the heart. As a fan of Monty and the Pharaoh, I'd rather hear you guys talk to Marty. That's a lot more entertaining, and I'm going to get a lot more out of that than watching a, a, something like the Dark Side of the Ring. I, 
I got to tell you guys, the one thing I'm getting out of this, and I, I want you all to weigh in on this. I think I mentioned it before, but I think we got to go a little deeper. Sean, best friends with Marty. They build this career together. You think it's going to go somewhere, and it's going somewhere. You're you're in the the epic WWF, and then your partner just f's you over. I mean, what kind of damage would that do to you, Benny, if that happened to you? I I just I mean, like I said, I got I got a I got a, a dog it's problem okay. here, but um, it's a watch along. He's watching along. <laughs> I just. I, after chatting with the guy the last time he was on your show, I kind of have a whole different perspective on Marty. I just think he's a troubled guy. I think he probably, he probably thinks, you know, every day, like what, what I could have been. And I'm sure he thinks I fucked up. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think he has much of an interest in being anything other than what he is. What about you, Farrah? Oh, we lost to Bruce. What about you? I just think Marty's Marty, especially getting to know him. Uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny. He uh, you never know what to expect from him. He just lives his life the way he lives it. Uh, the 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 posts he puts up puts out on Facebook are absolutely hilarious. He's he's just living his life and he's still partying like he's you know thirty five forty years old. You, you don't know what's shooting, what's work. Well, here's something I forgot. Did you know they reunited for an episode of Raw? They just showed that. I do not remember that at all. I don't remember that at all. No. Did, what year was that? Actually, it's just I don't know. Now. I'd have to watch it over and find out. Farrell, before you dropped out, the question was uh, when your best friend or you think perceive your best friend and you're doing his career together and you finally make it to the pinnacle. And then he backstabs you so he can take his own career. How do you think that affected Marty? And better yet, how would that affect you if that was you that happened to? Well, it would it would probably I don't know if I would have handled it exactly the same way Marty did. Uh, I'm surprised. Look, I would have had the gamut of emotions. Part of me would have wanted to just break his face. But the other part of me would have been like, well, you can't do that. So I guess I'm just going to have to hurt over it the rest of my life. It, I understand it, how Marty feels. I, I get it. I get it. That had to be the worst possible feeling you could really have, especially if you love your friend the way you do. That's got to be irreversibly I don't even know if it, if he's healed at all. I don't know. Maybe he has his days where he is. Maybe he has his days where he doesn't think about it. But I I bet you still, to this day, what he thinks about the whatevs, I bet you he still gets mad. And I wouldn't blame him. Because they came up together. They came up with the humblest of beginnings. And you do that. That's what you do. I'd have a problem with it. You know? I'm surprised Marty hasn't hurt himself. You know, ir irreversibly from depression from it. I'm also surprised he hasn't heard Sean irreversibly. <laughs> tell you the truth, I can't. I can't answer that any more honestly than I can, man. That would have really, really burned me, and it would have stayed with me to this day. By the way, you dropped off, but I said they showed a clip of Marty Janetti and Sean Michaels reunited. A mess says, "I remember that. It was one night only. Just can't remember who they wrestled." What a year did Ludwig 
what year did Ludwig Borger wrestle? I think it was before Survivor Series. Again, I don't remember it. But, you know, here's another thing that we have to think about. Marty was a much bigger name when he joined up with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels would probably not be where he is or was if it wasn't for Marty Jannetty. So where's the loyalty there to begin with? Far from, I'm, I'm not, I know I've read that they, that they Marty had runs in, uh, in the South beforehand, but I'm not sure what he had done before they teamed up in the AWA. Well, I would tell you this. I know for a fact Marty Jannetty wrestled Ric Flair for the NWA heavyweight title. Marty title. was heavy duty in the uh, Central States, Kansas City region. So he had multiple shots at Flair back in the hey, Central yeah. region, right? Yeah, as the Central States hey, champion. Mike, I don't know. If, I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I remember it being this way. When when I first saw the mark the Rockers, I felt like Marty was ahead of the curve more than Sean yeah. in the beginning. Marty, Mike, am Marty I wrong about that? Yes. No, not at all. No, in the AWA, more I think Marty yeah. was the, the, the stronger player. And prior to the Rockers, Marty was definitely way more over than Sean was. Once again, prevents him from capitalizing on the opportunity. So, so Farrell, a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, so that I, has to factor in, too. Hey, Farrell, a few weeks ago, you guys uh, were talking on the main show about the top uh, wrestling tag teams ever, and you came out with the Road Warriors. If the Rockers hadn't have broken up when they did, where do you think they would have ended up ranking? I just saw him and that stripper girl a week before, and I warned him about her, and then a week later, they got. Farrell, are you there? Can you hear us? Well, Benny, take that question over. What do you think? I think Benny froze too. Is it just me and you, Bruce? Um, I guess so. Oh, no, oh, Benny's he's moving. He's moving. All right, Benny, what, do you, what do you think? I've got barking dogs here. i got to time out for a minute. <laughs> All right, Farrow's moving again. Bruce, repeat that question to Farrow, see if he hears you. Uh, I, I said, Farrow, a few weeks ago, you guys were discussing on the main show about the, the top tag teams ever, and obviously you guys came out with the Road Warriors, which I have to agree with. If the uh, if the Rockers hadn't have broken up when they did, where do you think they would have would have ended up ranking? You know, somewhere like around the Rock and Roll Express or, you know, somewhere a little bit lower, maybe, uh, you know, uh, British Bulldog level? What do you What do you think? Uh, we got we had some Faro difficulties. I'll answer that question, Bruce. Um, I don't I don't know where they would rank. I don't think they would rank that high, honestly. I, I remember them in AWA with the as the Midnight Rockers, and obviously I was a Playboy Buddy Rose fan, and like you mentioned, him wrestling Doug Summers. Uh, you know, Buddy Rose. That was the big feud for those back for them back then. Um, the Rockers to me were that team that you know, just did the job, right? Um, I remember seeing them at WrestleMania 5. I forget who they wrestled. I can't think it off the top of my head. Um, it might have been Akeem and uh, Big Boss Man, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't see them ranking any higher. I mean, what do you think? You know, I, I just would have liked to have seen where their career went to. I was a big I, – I was in that era. I got to see – 
the Rock and Roll Express, and you know they were that was like the AWA version, and I could only see the Rock and Roll Express over the summers when I went to visit my family down south, and the Rockers I got to see year round, so they were kind of my version of the Rock and Roll Express, and so I, I just I, I really enjoyed uh, enjoyed watching them. So I would, in my in my eyes, I would have thought they would be higher, but in the reality, they their tag team was only short lived. It was only five, four or five years. So maybe six years. So a couple of things to weigh in on, guys. Now they're really going into um, all his crazy posts on Facebook, like you had spoken about earlier, Bruce. Um, he was offered $150,000 to do three porns. He wanted to have sex with his daughter. Now he's claiming someone hacked his Facebook page and said that. So, you know, again... Uh, I think Marty does everything just for effect. Farrell, can you hear us now? Jimmy? No? Bruce, thoughts on the Rockers, where they would have been if they would have stuck together? Uh, long range? I mean, I would have hoped they would have been more of a multiple-time multiple, uh, multiple time WWF champion and then you know, maybe uh, just closed out their career a little bit stronger. How about you, Benny? Where would they have been? I, I think that if they had really, I mean, if, if Marty had his head on straight, that they would have been a top 10 tag team. I mean, and that's assuming they didn't break them up, though. They, they'd be Rock and Roll Express level. So now at 10.50, everybody out there, they're discussing uh, his post about murdering someone that actually got the police involved when the police read that. They became involved in the situation. Um, and let's see what Marty's got to say. You were more concerned that a kid just tried to save himself and, and it ended up accidentally. There's called accidental deaths for a reason. So now he's claiming that he can't believe the police went after him, considering that he was a child. And why wouldn't they be more worried about a child than it was an accidental death? I think Marty gets gets a little high on something and then just goes to social media and just makes mistakes. And this one just caused a little uproar than than usual, right? Well, either I, that think, or, I think the guy just likes working people and seeing how how much he can work them. I, I think he also. I think to a point, Marty also likes the attention. Um, you know, it's and you, and you don't you really don't know what to expect from him. I mean. With me, he for some reason he he tends to send me audio messages. Um, I don't know what he does with everybody else, but you know, I'll get a random, a random him singing a song. Actually, here, let's see if I I wonder if I can get this to play over the over the air here. Let's see. Show up, we get drunk. Show up, we smoke weed. We just having fun, and we don't give a fuck who sees. Go what we go out. That's the way it's supposed to be, living young and wild and free. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. So, <laughs> random stuff like that. I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and that's a message I'll have. I think the, it's obviously the man's got a good heart. I mean, I've always enjoyed, I, I know Phil has a relationship with him. Maria has a relationship with him. He, he's just a good guy. He's he's not he's not a bad guy. No, Farrow, no can you hear us now? Are you back on? Farrow, moving. 
Guys, I think I heard Farrell, but I'm having a real hard time hearing anything right now. So my apologies to the folks at home. You did hear. Can you hear me at all? No, you can't hear us. Okay. I all can right. hear you now, Mike. Go ahead. So Bruce asked you a question before you got cut off. He said, if the Rockers had stayed together, where since we did a show on greatest tag teams, where would they have been on the list or would they have been on the list? Mike, do you remember where we put the Hardy Boys? Because I can't remember, but if they came before the Hardy Boys, I guess it would depend on the enormity of their resume. But they would probably have wound up in the top ten. Wow. I'm a little surprised. I'm a little I'm a little surprised you put them up there. That's 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 kind of cool. Kind of cool. No, I'm trying cool. to remember where we had the Hardys. I mean, it all it all depends if they if, if Sean never has his solo career and they just stay the Rockers for 15 to 20 years, right? I can see it. I can see them being very highly ranked. I, 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 think, I think, Benny, you mentioned the Rock and Roll Express and Bruce mentioned the Rock and Roll Express. Do you think Ricky Morton did a disservice to himself by not leaving Robert Gibson in the back hole per se. I don't no, I don't think zone. so. I don't think so. I think that that was what he was meant to do. I mean, he did, I mean, for a while there he did go solo and he wrestled Flair, but I, I don't I don't think he could have done much of anything as a single. I think his niche was tag team. And I, I mean, and I'm saying rock and roll uh, um uh rock, midnight rockers top 10 assuming the same thing, assuming like Jimmy said, they were together 15 years. Bruce, so well uh, with with the Rock and Roll Express, I have to say Ricky Morton. He's a lot smaller. He's he's actually smaller than Marty. I think. Um, I don't think he would have gotten the opportunities in the in the WWF as a singles competitor, and he would have no. been he would have been stuck over in the NWA, WCW, uh, Lions. I, and I, as much as I would lo love to say he would have gotten over, I don't think he would have had the a career anywhere near what Shawn Michaels was able to accomplish. Here's the question of the day. You guys got to weigh in on B40 says who's aged worse, Marty or HBK? The only female pops <laughs> they get now is from a 65 year old Denny's waitress working the early bird special shift. So <laughs> Bruce, who's aged worse, Marty or Sean? I, I mean, neither, uh, I'd have to say Sean really doesn't have that face for the camera anymore from that, from that pretty boy to maybe he got kicked upside the head one too many times. But, uh, I don't know. That's a, it's a, it's a good question. I, I would say uh, Marty physically doesn't look like he's held up as well. You know, Sean, Sean's face has really fallen apart the last few years. How about you there, Benny? Who's aged worse? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to say that I, I think actually uh, Marty has aged pretty well, all things considered. He doesn't look that bad. Get it Sean's lost all his hair and is, you know, kind of basics a whole lot different. This all hypothetical. Remember that Columbus Place Park. How about you, Farrow? Who's aged worse? <laughs> I love this question. I think it's hilarious. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it's going to sound strange, but I think Marty is actually uh okay. Now, physically, like you know, I mean, if Sean takes off his shirt and gets in the ring. <laughs> You know what? Sean's probably in better shape than Marty, but I think that Marty facially looks better yeah. than Sean. How's that sound? Agree. 100%.
Yeah. You know? Mario looks pretty good. You know, all things considered. From the neck up. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> From the neck down, it's shot. By the way, they investigated the whole Columbus investigated the supposed murder and found no evidence. Here's one. And once you guys watch Dark Side of the Ring, you know where I'm getting at. Farrell, I'll give it to you first. Who's age worse? Brutus Briefcake or Brutus Beefcake's wife? <laughs> what? I haven't seen Brutus Beefcake's wife. If I can't answer that, wait a minute. I don't know. You got to pick. I got to tell you, dude, wait till you watch this. Just Google tomorrow. Well, Google Mike, how bad is it? I mean, what does she look like? A sneaker? I mean, what are you saying? It's, she looks like a foot. What, what's close. the deal? It's rough. It's close. Rough. <laughs> a used knee Denny, pad, who, huh? Denny, All right. Denny, whose age worse, Brutus Beefcake or Brutus Beefcake's wife? I don't. I haven't really seen Brutus Beefcake's <laughs> wife, but Brutus has set the bar pretty low. So I would, I would have to say, like, the wife is aged better without even seeing her. I'm going to tell you you're wrong. How about that? <laughs> oh. Benny, by the My way, are you okay? Because I see these. Benny, are you all right? I see these stalkers on YouTube. Like, you've got some strange fans, my friend. Is it the hair? <laughs> Me, my pod rats? Yeah, you're pod rats. Well, what is this? You're a rock star. You're a pod I star. I, I think it's you guys. You guys, are, you know, you, you put me over there. By the way, Jason Morning says Brutus Beefcake looks like he ate Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> Who's got right, more Brutus Queefcake? Look, the watch along has ended. We've learned nothing about Marty Gennetti. Um, nothing that we didn't know. Already. Aren't you glad you tuned in? If for the final episode, this might have been the worst episode of Dark Side of the Ring, and I didn't even listen to it. I can tell you how bad it is. So if anyone did, hey Mike, it, Dark, Mike, time. Dark Side of the Mike, Dark Side of the Ring has jumped a shark. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. By the way, a mess found it. The Rockers reunion <laughs> card, March 14, 2005, episode of Raw Team right. up against La Resistance. Wow. Wow. Mm. wow. That was a long. It's time almost 20 ago. years ago. So almost 20 years ago. Yep. All right, guys. Yep. Everybody say this was a fun watch along. I really enjoyed it. It was a good, good first first attempt. I really appreciate everything that you guys do. Benny, uh, you want to promote anything out there, buddy? Well, I mean, now uh, we're with you guys. So every Wednesday night we have a new episode about 10 o'clock. And uh, I'm really glad to be part of the, uh, part of the Monty and the Pharaoh team. We're glad to have you, bro. How about you, Bruce? What do you got to promote, big man? Oh, well, we, we've got a bunch of little stuff up and coming. We've got a, uh, uh, we're going to be doing a, a history of video games on the Money and the Pharaoh Twitch channel. That's coming up really soon. Uh, we're doing the after show. We've got some other stuff in the works. And uh, we, always, as always, we get to catch Money and the Pharaoh every Thursday live on Twitch, Facebook, and the Intuitive app and YouTube at 9 p.m. So, and how about you, Farrah? Oh, I just want to say, uh, great job, uh, Bruce, coming up with it. Mike, I always give you credit. You're always trying something new. Uh, this was personally torture for me because half the time I couldn't, I couldn't hear and I couldn't see. But hey, I was feeling my way through it. But I did have a good time with you guys, and uh, it's nice to know we learned nothing 
on this dark side episode. I'm a little confused right now, but I still I still thank everybody for tuning in. What do you mean we learned nothing? I can't wait to watch this and learn nothing. You've we've uh, we've learned nothing. There is nothing that we learned. We learned that Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Here's, here's a recap for anyone that missed missed the show because they would just do it listening to the watch along. Let me give you a quick. I'm recap. telling you, way better off having Marty in studio. <laughs> we uh, we learned yeah. that Marty Jannetty broke up with Shawn Michaels. We learned that Marty Jannetty's oh. old friend looks like a shoe. Uh, we realized that Brutus <laughs> wife is. In really bad shape, and we learned that Brutus Beefcake ate Brutus Beefcake. I mean, I mean, we, this is literally what we learned because there was. I got to. I got to see us. Mrs. Beefcake. Wait, now wait a minute. Why do? Why do I feel dumber? We were supposed to be smarter after this episode. Hey. I do want to, you know, being this is about catch Marty Janetti's new podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I want to see how well it does. I think it'll do well. I'm, I'm rooting for Marty. We all love Marty, so we're hoping. Um, but anyway, I want yeah. to thank you guys for joining oh, yeah. us. And it's late night. Um, we'll see you tomorrow on Monty and the Farrow at 7 o'clock on a special show. Which will we have there, Jimmy? What's that guy's name? I uh, You better tell me at this point because, you know, you're breaking up so much. I think you're asking me who it is. Who is it? Todd Gordon, man. Come on, brother. Todd is God, of course. I, I would have missed that for the world, and I better not. I'm supposed to be there. That's going to be fantastic. Oh, I cannot by the wait. Way, guys, I want to stand corrected. Little Patty's right. We did learn something. We learned that Andy Ridgeway what? was George Michael's partner. Hey, in you, you know what? <laughs> you you want something, Benny? Andrew, yeah. we should just rename Benny. I feel you, you, you made me smarter, Benny, tonight. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. All yep, right, guys, thank have you. a great night. Thank you again for joining. God All bless right. everybody. Bye, Bye, guys.